It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today and do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, let's see... We've got a couple of headlines to talk about, but uh, let's get to the Ally 400, excuse me, the Toyota Save Mart 350 at Sonoma that was on Sunday. Daniel Suarez picks up his first career Cup Series win and uh, what I kind of gathered to be a bit of a calm race. There wasn't any racing, let's put it that way. Well, there was racing, but it was in the pack. There wasn't any racing up front. Kyle Larson took the lead, led the whole first stage. Outside of a couple pit stop strategy deals, there weren't any passes for the lead on the track. Jeez, you know, it, none? It was, it was very boring to watch. 31 cars finished on the lead lap. Two cars finished a lap down. The 34th car finished nine laps down. Tyler Reddick finished 97 of 110. And then Bubba Wallace only completed nine laps after losing an engine. Yeah, he blew up early. Tyler Reddick broke. Um, I'm trying to remember what exactly broke. He spun, and it looked like he was maybe got bumped a little bit. But uh, he came right on the radio and said something broke. So he, he came straight to the pits. They ended up in the garage and he had a bunch of all the wheel studs were broken. I think it was the left rear brake rotor. All the stubs, studs were broken out of. Wow. So just kind of an odd deal. Don't know if my guess was the wheel wasn't tight. I mean, they show the picture of the rotor and the little locator pins and the locator pins were a little beat up, but that could have come from him driving it. The tire stayed on and he drove it down uh, pit road, you know, and uh, into the garage area. So, um, so he came out, like I said, several laps down. Kyle Larson's crew chief's going to get a four week break along with the jack band and the tire changer because they, uh, they lost the right front wheel. Yeah. And I was kind of looking through the results a little bit uh still a respectable finish for somebody that lost a wheel uh came in 15th yeah and he gave up a spot right at the end of the race he was 14th and eric almarola got by him mm. um he was very fast when the cloud was was out they you know set the car up for that and, and hit the nail on the head but once the sun come out he didn't have anything yeah he Four. didn't have anything for him Four cautions for a total of 14 laps, and two of those cautions were stage conclusions. So, uh, let's see. Total race time, two hours and 48 minutes. Man, that's a, that's a, that's a quick race, and, and not one that's going to get uh, a lot of rave reviews. Uh, yeah, but, you know, well, that's why they're making such a big deal of Suarez being the fifth uh, non-U.S.-born person to you know, to win a cup race and that's all you're seeing, you know, mm -hmm. they're making that such a big deal. Cause there was but, really nothing else to talk about. about. Yeah. Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> that's it. I mean, let's go over the results. So uh, you talked about, uh, Daniel Suarez led 
two different times for 47 laps. What did I see? He led the final 23 and won the race. Chris Buescher uh, finished second. Michael McDowell third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Austin Sindrick fifth. Blaney Chastain, Elliot Byron, and Keselowski round out your top 10. Did I see that Chris Buescher was like six seconds behind when Suarez crossed the line? Uh, I didn't think it was that far at that point, but I was, I mean, there was a distance. I was going to say it was like three and a half seconds, but um, it might have ended up at six. I, I don't know. Um, it, it was, it was a big lead. Worst of the day, Bubba Wallace lost an engine after nine laps. I only point that out because there's not too many times, especially this day and age that you lose an engine after nine laps of a race. Well, and you know, it, it would have made, uh, they didn't say right off the bat what happened, but it, it had to make the other three, or well, actually the other five good teams nervous. Yeah. You know, because Toyota does all their motors. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a luck of the draw, which one gets what motor. And right. uh, um, it could have been something where he missed a shift and, you know, buzzed a little bit, and, you know, a valve spring or something like that. That, you know, and then dropped a valve, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's odd, you know, any, any of the cup guys lose a motor and it's pretty odd. Right. So Bubba Wallace finishes 36. Tyler Reddick brings it home in 35th. And Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace's car owner finished 31st. Denny Hamlin's partner or a teammate, Kyle Bush finished 30th and his other teammate finished 26th. Not a good day for Joe Gibbs racing. Oh, yeah, the Toyotas didn't didn't offer up much. At one point, maybe it was the end of the second stage, maybe. Um, I just remember I was looking at the score thing. Uh, who was, uh, I don't think it was Suarez in the lead yet. I'm trying to, there was a Chevy in the front. Was then it Busher? Six no, Fords. Busher Ford. There was a Chevy, then six Fords. And there was eight Fords and six Chevys in the top 14. There was a Toyota in 15. And that was like uh, getting towards the end of the second stage, I Jeez. think, when I noticed that. And I skipped over Christopher Bell, 27th. So Joe Gibbs Racing finished 26th, 27th, 30th, and 31st. And then you could say Bubba Wallace, 36th. Uh, where'd Kurt Bush finish? Kurt finished 18th. So he was the best of the Joe Gibbs and Joe Gibbs satellite team that uh finished up the day so but the fords the fords are what was you know pretty impressive brad keselowski had a good run chris busher had a good run and to note chris busher um what was his penalty i believe had something to do with a fuel can i don't remember if he yanked a fuel can out of the box or what but he had a penalty and who was the other penalty? Somebody backed up into the box to tighten a, a wheel. And I was waiting for him to call it because he didn't get completely in the box. The splitter was over the line. Was it Harvick? No, I don't think it was Harvick. I saw Harvick having a battle with somebody on the racetrack. And I want to say it was him and Busher going back and forth. And they both pitted at the same time. And Harvick's team had an issue and Harvick had to back back up or they had to jack him back up or something. There were three or four times during the race guys jacked back up. And I'm trying to rem remember who it was on this particular one that did not get in the box. But uh, Larry Mack was in the booth and Larry Mack called it about the time he crossed the stripe to go onto the track. And uh, it was when they were doing oh. the pit 
Oh, it was Chase Elliott. Yeah, I just found the penalty report. It was Chase Elliott. Yeah, it was Chase Elliott because he came in. I think he came in off the lead and was doing one of them pitting, you know, with four or five laps to go in the stage, something mm-hmm. like that, three laps to go on the stage. And uh, But it was the same pit stop as Chris Buescher, so they both ended up somehow in the back. And Yeah, it was, it was a mess. Hmm. Well, that was Sonoma. Usually uh, kind of a Sonoma and Watkins Glen have been surefire great races for a couple of years now, several years now, but uh, this one not so much. Yeah, like I said, they uh, Chris Busher even said they did a test at Watkins Glen recently and found some things, and they put them in the car this week, and they really worked. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, we talked about Daniel Suarez getting his first career Cup Series win, and Hendrick Motorsports reaches a hundred thousand miles lead in the Cup Series. More locally, uh, let's see. The Malvern Bank West Series has a two-night stint. They raced Monday night at the Belleville High Banks, and they raced Tuesday night at the Belleville High Banks. Those are both 5,000-to-win races. Friday, the Hoker Trucking East Series is going to be at CJ Speedway in Columbus Junction, Iowa. That's a 3,000-to-win race. Adams County Speedway has the Malvern Bank West Series on June 18th. That's a 3,500-to-win race. And then you got four Hoker Trucking Series races in a row, June 23rd, 24th, July 6th, and July 7th at various places. So that's the now, weekend, the, or that's the, the, that's the races to come Bellevue, for those guys. The two races at Belleville are on the small track, not the are big they? half mile. Okay. And uh, I just happened to read the article um, the other day because they've got uh, – Oh, what did they, they've got some group and I just don't remember which one it was, you know, the, you know, the Lucas oil type cars or whatever. Um, some XR super series or something's coming in yeah. and they're running on the big track. Yep. All right. So that's the Malvern bank and hooker trucking super late model series back to national news. The Bush clash is going to be returning to the Coliseum in Los Angeles. You can register for exclusive pre-sale ticket offers on nascar's uh facebook page just click on the link there and you can get signed up for that um what else um registration for the ultimate demo derby at id speedway is now open that's going to be next saturday june 25th i think they're taking five classes one two three four feet yeah five classes um that's always a fun time superman is now a million dollars richer oh yeah Man alive, think about winning that million bucks. And then didn't the dream get rained out? Uh, last thing I saw on it was they were in a rain delay after, I want to say, 18 laps or mm-hmm. something like that. They got the race started, but I don't know if if since if they had to call it and said they'd you know, rerun the whole thing or what they did. But I know they went into a rain delay Saturday night. At like I think it was 18 laps. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday night at about 10 o'clock. I don't know if that's local or their time, but we tried to wait this weather out tonight as long as possible as tomorrow's forecast offers little hope either as a rain date. However, we have reached the point where we must call the show. The remainder of the uh, dirt late model dream feature is now postponed until Wednesday, September 7th. This will lead off the World 100, which runs September 8th, 9th, and 10th. Thank you for your support, yada, yada, yada. 
Okay, so it did. Uh, so it sounds like they are going to restart it, though. They're not going to have a run yeah. the whole race over. Sounds yeah. like they're going to pick up where they left off. Yeah. But JD picking up a million bucks. Um, sounded like and if there was another 10 laps to go, might have been a good battle between him and Bloomquist. Uh, no, Bloomquist was off the track by then. Oh, I thought he was. I thought I watched the highlight that he was. He was tracking down Davenport, but he didn't have enough time to get there. Uh, Bloomquist went from 14th to fourth, and I think it was Brandon Shepard. I think got into him and cut down his left rear tire. Um, McCready passed him on a restart with like 18 to go. They had like six restarts the last 20 laps. No. And, uh, but McCready passed him and led like one lap. And that was it. But yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think Bloomquist, I know, I don't think he was on the lead lap. There was only like five cars on the lead lap. And, uh, but one car that did pass him um, and unlapped himself might have been Brandon. Uh, Brandon Shepard. Hmm. I just remember reading the article. One, one, somebody passed him to unlap themselves, and then just you know took off. But you know, not, nobody got close to him. Yeah. So I saw the video at the end of the race. I mean, he won the race, and no doubt about it. Yeah, it was a lot of attrition. There was a lot of cars that didn't finish. Here's your top five in the A feature for that one. Davenport, Madden, Moran, McCready, and Ferguson. And I think there was only one more car on the lead lap. Oh, and I think they, I think their heat race action, I think they ended up, somebody said 130 cars had entered, but I think only 126 were listed in heats. I remember the count right. And, and it, it was so weird because the heats were just loaded. Yeah. You know, it was a who's who in the top six in each heat. You know, when you're racing for a million bucks, you expect everybody to be there. So Dirt Crown back in, back in action Sunday night with the Stock Car Crown Summer Series presented by uh, Nebraska's Dirt Crown. They were at Dawson County Raceway. Apparently 40 stock cars checked in. Anthony said it was a great race. And um, Kyle Van Over ended up picking up the win. Uh, so next up for them is uh, looks like they're going to be a part of the Tanner Peltzer Memorial on July 10th at Boone County Raceway in Albion. I'm trying to pull some strings and get out there for that. Um, they're doing some advertising with us, so I want to make sure to get out there support those guys. So that'll be fun to see. Um, is that a Thursday race or what? Sunday night, I believe. Sunday night for Albion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Sunday, July 10th. Uh, let's see the uh, gateway dirt nationals tickets went on sale earlier this week, three day passes, two day passes. Looks like you can get single day tickets to December 1st, 2nd or 3rd. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show. You can also get pit passes and fan upgrade pit passes. Those are all available at gatewaydirt.com. Gatewaydirt.com. Did they invite the midgets back? I, I clicked away. I didn't see they better of. <laughs> I'm not going. Not that I've been yet. <laughs> this Saturday's race is at Eagle. I didn't see why, and I haven't gotten a memo, but it looks like they're going to be starting a half hour late for everything. That might be because of the heat. I would assume yeah, it's because of the heat. Uh, looks like Saturday it's going to be 97. So, yeah, 
And with the rain out, uh, what last Saturday night, there won't be double features because they we didn't even get done with the hot laps when the monsoon came. But there is going to be a demo derby during uh, or demo 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 derby after the races, and then it's my favorite day because uh, that's the night that I do all my bad dad jokes, and I'm excited about that again. <laughs> yeah, I saw they got uh, a. Uh dad bod wet t-shirt contest like oh my god yep that's going to be the intermission activity dad bod wet t-shirt contest and let me tell I you there's enter. i can't enter because i'm not a dad so uh, you're a you're a lucky. fur daddy they're lucky i think that counts you're a fur dad i'd be coming down and taking the cash <laughs> you should go enter <laughs> why not just make sure i'm in the bathroom and don't have to watch <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's going to do it for us in at turn number one. You got anything else we need to talk about? Uh, no, it was just uh, a bad night Saturday with the weather all around. I yeah. think Adams County got their show in, but I know Harlan canceled. Um, I think uh, I think Beatrice canceled on Friday too, didn't they? Yes, they canceled pretty okay, early. City canceled, uh, or yeah, I know. Uh, uh, U.S. 30 canceled Thursday night, late in the afternoon again. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, a lot of rain in the area. So, Yeah, yeah and it, it stunk because it looked like I was getting very frustrated, as I usually do. And, and you guys could probably see it if you follow me on the, the Front Stretch Facebook page, if you're with me on Snapchat or on either I-80 or Eagle. But I, I get very frustrated at people because there was one lady that did it, and it's just a pet peeve of mine of it's raining in Nebraska City. Well, that's fine. It can rain in Nebraska city. Cause we race in Eagle, Nebraska, and it's not raining. And the biggest irritation for me is that when people post that, I don't know what they're trying to do, but what they're actually achieving is turning fans away. When you hear, when people see, Oh, it's raining here, it's raining there. It's raining. It can rain everywhere in freaking Nebraska. And it won't, and it doesn't necessarily have to rain over Eagle. So just fans do me a favor. Stop freaking posting that it's raining where you're at at a racetrack or at your home or whatever don't post on the tracks facebook page because it's it showed in the fans that night it was a terrible crowd and right up until we got this freak storm we were going racing it was supposed the best chance of rain was at like four o'clock and then it tapered off but storms developed behind and and all of a sudden we saw this wave of water coming at us and i just get it's, it's just so frustrating I don't know who posted the video, but it is a neat video the way that storm came in. But yeah, I, I wish I would have been sitting outside at that VFW because I'm sure it was the same thing. And on Thursday, there wasn't any chance of rain or nothing. You know, we were really happy because we had the, you know, an outdoor area and stuff there, a mm -hmm. beer garden, so to speak, and all this going on. And then uh, the VFW kind of got us a little bit because they had a graduation party that they booked after our party. Mm. and gave them that area until six and then our party started at seven so they thought it'd be all right except at nine o'clock those people were still there oh geez they didn't cycle them out nope when i walked in at 5 30 there had to be 20 kids sitting in the main bar yeah you know all thinking they were cool out hanging in a bar getting away from their parents but uh a few of the older vets weren't real happy about that but uh you know that's just the way life is. You know, I heard that one guy grumbling, where the hell are their parents? 
<laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, not no do with the show. I'll tell you when we get off the air. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, back to Eagle. Uh, I wanted to bring it up that there's a little extra money. I believe it's extra payout on the stock car class. Uh, let's see. Added purse for stock cars and hobby stocks. That's going to be this coming Saturday. Again, that was a carryover from last Saturday when we got rained out during hot laps. So uh, if you're a hobby stock driver or a stock car driver, you want to throw your hat in the ring for a little extra money, come on down to Eagle Raceway on Saturday night and see if you got what it takes. I think that's going to do it for us in turn number one. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. And we're going to talk with Noah Williams, driver the number 27W Sport Modified throughout the area. Hang tight. Dirk and I will be right back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Race fans, come to Boone County Raceway Sunday, July 10th for the second annual Nebraska Owners Insurance Tanner Pelster Memorial. See IMCA stock cars compete for the $5,111 top prize, plus IMCA Hobby Stocks $1,111, IMCA Sport Modifieds $1,211, and A-Class Micro Sprints paying $811 to win. Hot laps at 5 p.m. racing at 6. Visit BooneCountyRaceway.com for tickets. The second annual Nebraska Owners Insurance Tanner Pelster Memorial at Boone County Raceway. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to the lube today for all the uh, great food specials. I pivoted there, Dirk. Haven't done that in a little while. (laughs) Almost did the old read back in radio. But uh, (laughs) get over to Quaker Steak and Lube today for all the great food, all the great sights, all the great sounds. And I was noticing on their Facebook page, they closed early Sunday night and were closed most of Monday due to repairs they were doing to the facility. Haven't got to talk with Chris about what's going on there, but um, they were doing orders via the bar. So you could do takeout orders if you wanted to get some lunch and sit out in this beautiful warm weather. (laughs) Good news is your food would never get cold. (laughs) Maybe they had some hail damage or something. Maybe some windows or something got broken. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of oddly like usually they'll say it. So I don't know what what is um, what the what the problem was. But normally they would say, you know, I remember a few years ago they had those their toilets completely went out in the women's bathroom and they had to bring in some fancy toilets for a couple of weeks while they got that repaired. But they were talking about that a little bit. So I was just kind of surprised they didn't say what. But uh, from what I can see, where I was was at Saturday evening, I was about a quarter mile north of the library pub there. And Mm -hmm. uh that storm that blew through roughly at 5.30, man, I mean, it was blowing. The hail was coming sideways, and it, it was bigger than a pee, but it wasn't a golf ball. And You know, I know a few a few customers there where I was at at the VFW got some windows cracked and stuff. So, I, I think Jordan Grabowski posted a picture when he was leaving Beatrice. He had softball-sized hail. Yeah, was- I mean, it just blew in all of a sudden. I mean, I'm, it was crazy. I mean, I, I got there at. It was halfway sunny 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. And then next thing I know, it sounded like somebody was playing drums up on the roof. 
And it was crazy. And by the way, we'll say it again. He's not a supporter of our show, but he's been a supporter of Dirt Racing in the past. If you got any auto hail damage, make sure you talk to Adam Duros at Duros Networks. He'll take great care of you, especially our friends over in the Lincoln area. All right, uh, let's get kicked in with today's interview. We're talking with the driver of the 90, uh, excuse me, 27W Sport Modified throughout the area. Noah Williams joining us on the show. Noah, uh, I, I hate to ask the cliche question, but I can't think of a better one to start it off. Staying cold out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been uh, pretty warm with work because uh, we do landscaping. So it's been, uh, it's been warm lately. Did you guys have to work the, the whole day today or did they take the afternoon off? Um, I actually, we only worked this morning. Yeah. Um, cause I, I can kind of control it cause I own it. So it, uh, works out good. Oh, so you get to be the one with the headaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we stay busy, but, uh, it's, it's nice. What's the name of your, uh, landscaping company? It's called Williams Landscape. Okay. How'd you come up with that one? Uh, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty um, fancy name there, but, uh, it works. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook or whatever else. So awesome. You uh, gotta no, forgive I, Dan. He's not he's not real smart Dan, from that side of the <laughs> that side of the river over there. Well, I always I always talk with Sarah, and you know what we had our first business we ever wanted to open up together was a pizza and sandwich shop. She loves making sandwiches. I love eating pizzas. Wasn't gonna be a very good profitable side of the business if I was gonna be making pizzas and eating them too. But she was always coming up with these crazy names, and I said, No, let's just call it pizzas and subs pizzas and sandwiches and i was i just she's she was so opposed to it because it was so plain and i said the beautiful thing is you see that on the side of a building on an advertisement anywhere and you know exactly what it is i mean why call it uh beautiful uh beautiful stuff llc when you could call it williams landscaping and it pretty much explains what it is yep exactly that's a nice thing if you have signs or something like that it makes it really uh self-explanatory when they see that yeah yeah, All right, man. I got the catchphrase for you. Williams Landscaping, making the world beautiful one yard at a time. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I right, know we'll it is. Some, we'll take some royalties <laughs> on that. <laughs> what did we? <laughs> hey, we're partners. <laughs> Our partners. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we've been talking with Noah Williams for a few minutes and really haven't learned much about him other than he owns a landscaping business. So, uh, <laughs> Noah, tell, start us off with how you got into dirt racing and, and what kind of preceded this whole thing of you being the driver of the 27W. It all started back when uh, me and my dad used to go to I-80. We live about five minutes from the racetrack there. So we used to go to I-80 out there and watch. And one day we ended up back back behind the bleachers watching the go-kart races and my dad was like, hey, you ever want to get into that? And I'm like, obviously, let's do it. So kind of really forgot about it for a while. And then about the next year, we started looking and uh, ended up getting a cage cart. And I raced uh, IAD that first year with the go-kart. And uh, it's been a uh, long, I don't think it's been seven years, seven or eight years since then. Oh, wow. And, uh, a few years at the, few years at, first year was at IAD, and then we raced uh mini e for a few years and then we kind of traveled around there i think my last year was 2018 in the go-kart did you do i-80 and mini e at the same time or just one at a time uh we usually just raced one track um until i mean 18 we ran we would kind of jump around a little bit but uh mainly eagle we raced for points there ended up second points that year and then uh, i was 
15 and um well I was actually 14 at the time but turned 15 and we decided uh it's time to go up to a sport mod so right from goat carts into sport mods no sport compacts hobby anything like that nope uh raced the, the go-karts for three years I want to say and then um yeah after the three years of go-karts decided to get a sport mod me and my dad kind of talked it over we're like what do we want to get we looked into hobby stocks a little bit but uh we ended up just deciding to go with sport mod so um couldn't be couldn't have been uh, a better choice i really enjoy it and uh yeah really happy that we went that direction can you elaborate a little bit on what the decision was to go with the sport mod was there uh, an available chassis that you thought well or available roller that's just it was a good deal or is there something about the sport mod class that attracted you to it uh, I don't know. I just, I just always thought they were cool looking. And um, when we were talking about it in my go-kart days, what we were going to move up to me and my dad, just kind of always, we both agreed on a sport mod. That's both we wanted to do. We both thought that'd be fun. So that's what we ended up doing. And uh, as far as chassis stuff goes, no, we did not have anything lined up. We actually, I started my first year in a, uh, I think it was a 2001 or 2002 extreme chassis, which is like a, I mean, you don't really hear those. Then I think we ended up with a 2011 um, WFO. I think that was the second year in the sport mod. Raced that for two seasons, and then now we have this uh, 17 uh, jet. Okay. And I think, Dirk, haven't we talked to somebody in the past that's had a WFO? I want to say that's like the second or maybe third time I've heard of that chassis. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to, once he said it, I was trying to think of who we talked about that had one. Yeah. Uh, this one, I this one we got from Cole Wayman. I that could be where we heard it. Yeah, I bet that was so, Cole we got it from. Yeah, that's where we got that car, and it was a good car. Um, learned learned quite a bit in it, but uh, this jet has been really good. Uh, this is what I raced. I raced it all last season, and then this season. So, um, yeah, I really like it. Once we started to get it figured out, it really works, and uh, I've really really enjoyed it. Were you kind of shopping around going with a, a jet or somebody else, or was it automatically just jets in the backyard? So we're going to go with those guys. Uh, honestly, we, we had the WFO and we're kind of just shopping around trying to get something a little newer. And uh, we found a good deal. Actually, my mom found it and uh, found a good deal on it down in Missouri. And we went and picked it up. Fantastic. So you, you went all the way down to Missouri to get yourself a jet chassis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. It's kind of, kind of ironic a little bit because it's yeah right down the road in Lincoln. But yeah, well, a little so. bit of difference price wise between the new jet and the one he yeah. got. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. We we uh, wanted to keep something. We wanted to get something newer and something that'd be good. And uh, it was happened to pop up right at the time we were looking. So it worked out good. Awesome. What's the plans for the future? Are you enjoying the sport mod division? Or are you thinking maybe going modified, maybe sprint car, late model, something like that? Well, for now, the plan is just to keep running the sport mod. I start, I'm going into my freshman year of college. So obviously that's going to be expensive. So uh, trying to just probably just plan on sticking with the sport mod and uh, running that for a few years here. Okay. I'm sorry. How old are you? I'm 18. Okay. Where's college? Uh, UNL and Lincoln. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So let me get this straight. You're 18 years old. You own a landscaping company. You have a race operation and you're headed to your first year of, of college. Yep. Pretty much. 
so is we've got the, a lot going on <laughs> it's the landscaping company you and your dad's or are you 18 and you own your own company already um that's just it's completely me um it started off as just a mulch deal we used to just do mulch the uh last year and the year before uh delivering and installing mulch and then this year uh, i was able to buy some more equipment and we uh, expanded a little bit which i'm pretty excited about well that's awesome man there's there's not a lot of 18 year olds that have got their head on straight and i don't know if i could say you do because you're a you're a, a small business <laughs> owner and a dirt track driver so <laughs> yeah it's gotta put in the work to try to afford the race car so that's true that's very true <laughs> gotta put in the work to throw away your money that's yeah pretty much pretty much how it is <laughs> all right so what's going on this year i i kind of noticed late last year that all of a sudden you're poking into that top five you're winning heat races this year you're you're staying firm in the top five so is it the new chassis is it you and your dad kind of figuring things out with this the sport mod division what's going on um so we've had this car this is my this will be the second season with this car so last year we raced it all season and uh Right, at the, right there at the end, we started to finally get it figured out where it needed to be. Um, we didn't really have, like, a ton of knowledge prior to this. I mean, we're, I'm a first-generation um, in the sport, so uh, me and my dad have been learning. Um, it's pretty much just me and him. And um, so, yeah, we took us a while to figure it out, but then towards the end of last season, we started really figuring the car out and getting closer. And then this season, it kind of just has all came together. Um, I've also switched over, uh, shock programs, just a little bit, a little bit of upgrades on the car there and, uh, newer crate. So last year we were running a 150 night crate motor. So, um, it all kind of came together this season with some little bit better equipment and figuring out the car as well. It's interesting. Like you said, it took you basically a whole season on this new chassis to, uh, figure out where it needed to be um i mean do you have access to a set of scales every week so you can you know check on where where you left the shop with the car and when you come home and what the car is set up at and stuff like that or yep we've got our own set of scales and uh a fair share of setup tools that we've uh acquired along the way but um as far as i mean as far as uh knowledge on the car it's always been learning between me and my dad so um yeah, it's, it's been a lot to, to figure out because obviously we came from the go-karts and this is completely different when we first got into it. And, uh, um, now we're, we're starting to get, really get the hang of uh, how these cars work and uh, the best way to set them up. So, You've mentioned your dad a couple of times. I, I get the feeling it's a you and a him operation or is there anybody else that's helping you guys out? Mainly just me and him. Uh, I do all the work on the car during the week. He works on my brother's go-kart because my little brother races go-karts still. Okay. And uh, so I do all the work on the race car during the week. He works on the go-kart and then we go racing Friday, Saturday, pretty much every weekend. So, well, good deal, man. Uh, keep up the good work. I've, I've been impressed with the way you're making the way to the front and, and uh, there's a lot less uh, squirreliness as, like you said, you're kind of getting the hang of the car and figuring out the racetrack. Uh, currently sitting fourth in the points at Eagle. Uh, is that what's your goal for the end of the season? You want to be top five or are you more of just, we're looking to have some fun? Well, to be honest, I've always hated points racing um, <laughs> since the go-kart days. Cause that's what we always used to run for as a points. And mm-hmm. um, it ends up being, it ends up getting stressful and you have to race there weekly. And 
not a big fan of points racing to be honest, but this year I shouldn't have looked. But yeah, we're we're running fourth now, and uh, I suppose we're just gonna keep running weekly and see how it goes. Um, I was planning on jumping around a little more um, and traveling around a little bit, but I mean, with us running up front and points or towards the front and points and uh, fuel prices as well, it kind of works good to just race uh, locally and weekly at Eagle. So, yeah, that's. I was just gonna ask you, what are you finding? Because you're new enough to the sport. I mean, you, you're obviously finding challenges, you know, learning the car and stuff. But what is your biggest challenge, you think, after uh, what have you been in a modified now? This is your fourth season? Uh, yeah. It's my okay. fourth season in a sport mod. What, what do you think is the biggest challenge in the sport? Um, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is being willing to put, it, to put in the work every week on the car. Um, a lot of guys that struggle, they're just not putting in enough time. And that was, that was me. Um, the first couple years I started in a sport mod, they take a lot of time during the week. And, um, if you're willing to put in the work in the shop, then it helps a lot on the racetrack. Well, we've, we've talked with many a driver and you've got the right idea. Your, your races and your championship, they're all one in the shop. They're not one at the racetrack. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me. Uh, we've been talking with Noah Williams, driver of the number 27W Sport Modified. By the way, uh, just a little bit of a side note. I love your car. It's simple, and it's so easy to recognize the number. Drivers Thank out you. there like Sean Pospichel, I like the guy a lot, but take a note from, from Noah Williams because we all should be aspiring to please the announcers, especially the ones at I-80 and Eagle. So if you could please do that, that would, that would make uh, Ryan Kumpf's job a lot easier. <laughs> but uh, well, talk to me about the uh, big races you want to try and hit up this year. Uh, any big paying races you want to try to maybe run the, I think the support class for the world of outlaws is a sport mods at I-80 again. What are some big races you want to try to hit up? Right now, I don't really have any planned any huge ones uh, as far as big paying like specials or anything like that um but i do plan on running i-80 more this season we'll be there either this week or next week um kind of just want to travel around race columbus a couple times and i don't really have any huge races planned i'm i'm sure we might run that show at i-80 with the world outlaws it'd be cool to run so um yeah we'll see right as of right now though uh eagle weekly and Maybe race uh, I-80 here and there, Columbus here and there, maybe go down to Beatrice. Um, I, I do want to try US-36 mm -hmm. down in Missouri. But. We'll see what, what you guys are able to do. We'll, we'll see what fuel prices call for, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> the biggest thing right now. Um, like I said, before before the season or towards the end of last season, I should say, we, I was like, well, well, we'll try to travel around a lot more next season. And then uh, fuel prices really skyrocketed and – like I said, it works out good because we're running uh, towards the front and points at Eagle, so might as well just stay there. All right, man. Keep up the good work. Make sure to uh, give a big shout-out to those, all those great sponsors to help the 27W get up and down the road. Yeah. Um, uh, Seamers Body Shop, Sons of the American Legion in Ashland, uh, Galliota Landscape and Supply, Amberley Dental, Farmers and Merchants Bank of Ashland, No Limits Tree Service, BTS Detailing, uh, Deckett, and uh, Williams Landscaping, of course. So that's oh, uh, pretty much all of them. Um, I think you forgot a couple. Maybe mom and dad. 
Oh yeah, true. They're they're the biggest <laughs> help. So <laughs> they're, the, they're definitely the biggest help, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So. All right, man. Noah Williams, it's been a pleasure watching your race this year. Keep up the good work. Best of luck to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So once again, that was Noah Williams, driver of the number 27W, uh, sport modified driver throughout the area. And I kind of said it in that interview. I've been really impressed with his progress over the last couple of, uh, I want to say probably 25 races that I've watched him race. He's He's been doing really well. Well, so that's basically about the time he's had the jet car. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that kind of it, it explains a little bit too. It's not that we're, you know, I'm trying to say, you know, he's struggling, but um, or or wasn't good, but when you find out that he's running a, you know, a ten year old chassis, um, it, it kind of makes sense. And as they get into a little bit better of a car, a little bit better of a chassis, then the the improvement should also reflect the same thing. Should well, uh, you know, it's hopefully. And I, we, we didn't ask him, but maybe we should have if he, you know, had any updates or anything, because, mm. I, you know, I know uh, every time you see a, a chassis for sale, you know, it'll say it's got the 2018 updates or the mm-hmm. 2020 updates or or whatever. And I, I'm not sure exactly what, you know, Jeff's done to his cars over the last three or four years. So there might not be any updates, you know, but there might be several. I don't know. Right. Yeah, uh, make sure to go like it up. Williams Racing on Facebook. It's got a a flyer of Mini-E from the 2021 Cage Junior 2 champion of, uh, looks like his little brother Luke uh, was your 2021 Cage Junior 2 champion. So that's the picture in the profile. And then the main landscape picture is a picture of Noah in the corner. Kind of a badass picture of him going through the corner in that car. So like it up and make sure to go and follow them. So that way they can uh, get some more followers. So. Uh, big thanks to Noah Williams for joining us on the show. Dirk, I think that's going to do it for us in turn number two. We're going to wrap up this latest episode of the Front Stretch. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to get you guys more headlines and get you set for the weekend of racing to come. Uh, don't we have an interview scheduled for Wednesday? Um, yeah, we uh, do have one um, with a gentleman that's got a blog, uh, basically a blog, but it's on Facebook on cooking in the fast lane. Okay. And it uh, takes his grub to all the cup races. And uh, I know I enjoyed some of it in Kansas City, but I've got a little history with the guys. So uh, hopefully everything works out. We're supposed to confirm. Uh, we're recording on Monday. We're supposed to confirm tomorrow afternoon for Wednesday. So good deal. All right. So make sure to guys be tuned, paying attention and tuned in for that one. That's going to do it for us for today's show. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube, Joe's Cardi, Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners, Taylor Computers and Repair, and of course, all of our great fans for listening. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch. Rewind Adrenaline Rush, Lucas Oil American Sprinkler Series in Dade, Boone County Raceway in Albion, Nebraska. Friday, July 1st, it's the Norfolk Transmission of Upper Boone County Challenge. See ASCS stars like Blake Hawk, Wayne Johnson, Matt Covington, and Dylan Westbrook take on Nebraska's top talent, along with IMCA late models, Monwise, and NCSA. Friday, July 1st, go to Great Rebellion Center, racing at 8 p.m. Tickets on sale at BooneCountyRaceway.com. It's the Lucas Oil American Sprinkler Series National Tour at Boone County Raceway on Friday, July 1st. The official watering hole of the Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is Happy Hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are Kids' Night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. 
Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs.